Welcome. You're listening to Now That You Ask, curious answers to life's persistent questions as seen through the eyes of Akasha Halsey. That would be me. I'll be your host and guide as we settle in for a few minutes of the unexpected that may bring about your own questions and maybe even some answers too. Thanks so much for joining me. Now let's get started with the show. No act of kindness, no matter how small, is ever wasted. Aesop. This is entitled Unexpected Grace. Yesterday was a holiday. I knew everybody would be coming home from the three-day weekend and getting ready to go back to work the next day, so I decided to go to the grocery store in another town as a kind of treat. I get so tired of the same old stuff at the nearest grocery, so sometimes I treat myself to an out-of-town grocery experience. There were hardly any people in the store, just like I thought, so I leisurely strolled around, getting lots of beautiful fruit and some stuff I didn't really need. I put my groceries on the conveyor belt and engaged in conversation with the checker, who, for some reason, seemed to have trouble hearing me. I'm not known to be a soft talker, but he wasn't able to discern what I said no matter what, and I had to keep repeating myself. Well, I began to get a little exasperated. Right then, a black gentleman strolled up and put down his purchases just behind mine, so I reached over to slide a marker between my stuff and his. He was tall and thin, his face lined with stories of his life. His clothing was plain, and I imagined he'd just gotten off work. His arms were long, shooting out of the sleeves of his jacket. Everything about him signaled exhaustion to me. Just as I got ready to put that marker down, this is the conversation that ensued. It was one of those occasions when I was ready to go in one direction, and some part of me took me in another one entirely. Me, marker in hand, saying to the checker, Just put his stuff on my tab, but please give him his own bag. Him, huh? Me, I'd like to pay for your groceries. Him, I couldn't let you do that. Me, looking him directly in the eye. I'd love to do that. Really, happy Memorial Day. I was aware of what I was saying and that he seemed a bit taken aback, if not embarrassed, and yet I felt I just had to keep going. Looking right at me and keeping my gaze, he said in an even tone, All right, then. Thank you very much. The checker looked at both of us and kept on checking. Just then, a checker from one lane over started talking, making jokes, wanting to join in whatever was going on over there with us. The two checkers and I had a couple of laughs, but I noticed the man behind me wasn't laughing and wondered if he felt left out. Shortly afterwards, my checker couldn't decide how much my raspberries cost, so he asked another person to check out the price. We all guessed what it would be, but we were all too high. She triumphantly came back and announced, $3.28. High fives all around for such a low price. The checker asked me where I was from, and I answered Alabama. He said, I knew that. Shaking my head, I emphatically insisted, no way. People are always thinking I'm from Texas, and, well, that's almost an insult. The man behind me then joined the conversation, saying, I'm your neighbor. I'm from Louisiana. 
Oh, man, I cried. I wish we were eating dinner there tonight. I love me some gumbo, he said. Oh, red beans and rice for me, I replied. And then all I could think of was how those beans would taste, and I was quiet for a minute. He looked at me again and said, I've had someone do this for me at the toll booths, but never in the grocery store. Me. Well, it's about the same thing. Him. Not really, he said, looking me in the eye again. I paid and hefted my groceries into my cart. He asked if he could push the cart to my car for me. I replied I'd recently had knee surgery and needed to do as much walking as I could, but thanked him anyway. We walked out of the store, and he said again, Thank you. This doesn't happen around here. I agreed and said, I love California, but the people around here, he said, yeah, and I live here. Me too, I said. I know exactly what you mean. We parted ways. I got in my car and burst into tears. I realized then that something about him reminded me of a beloved man who worked for my granddaddy, taught my own daddy how to drive, worked for my daddy, and when he died, my mother and youngest sister made the pall for his casket. The whole family went to the funeral, the only white people there. His name was Elmo, and he was one of the kindest, gentle people I have ever known. He, too, was tall, thin, and had arms too long for his shirt sleeves. Everyone in our family adored him, and when I got married, I insisted he be part of the celebration. This being the South in the late 60s, he couldn't come to the church for the ceremony. So my mother finally decided to dress him as a bartender for the party at our home, regardless of the fact he never had a drink in his life. He loved being there, and I loved having him there, too. Looking up at the sky, just before I made my way home, I said out loud, That was for you, Elmo. And I almost cried again. I felt like he was right there with me. Thank you for listening to Now That You Ask. I hope you found this episode insightful and perhaps entertaining, too. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you enjoy the show, please take a moment to rate and review it on iTunes. If you didn't like the show, well, I guess you just lost a few minutes of your life. But you might want to try another one. They're all really different. You can also listen to past episodes and subscribe to email updates on nowthatyouaskpodcast.com. Bye-bye for now.